Welcome to the Mujeron Podcast, a place for the modern Latina who is ready to get out of her own way and build the life she wants. I'm Sonia Alejandra, your host and the founder of Mujeron Movement, y juntas we'll explore the topics of self-development, entrepreneurship, community, and everything in between that empowers us on our journey to becoming the Mujeron of our dreams. Vamos a lograrlo juntas. Hola, Mujerones. Welcome to the Mujeron Podcast. I can't wait for this conversation that we have today. We are going to be talking about our wellness journey, our body image, and all of the things that sometimes doesn't allow us to really step into who we are meant to be because we are so worried about, you know, the things that maybe we went through as kids. And I know that a lot of you will resonate with this because this was such a huge part of why I built this movement, this community, this space, uh, having gone through a lot of body image issues and just being in the pageant and TV industry and how that really affected how I was showing up and how I was really prioritizing my wellness and how I was taking control of my health. So Today, I have a very special guest. She is going to be sharing more about her story and how we can really embrace where we are at, but at the same time, really see how our self-love is a lot more than, you know, talking beautifully to ourselves, which is one part, but also how we can really put in the work and the effort and do the inner work so that we can feel our best, look our best and really show up as the mujerones that we are. Please help me welcome Denise Vega. She is an amazing mujeron that's going to be supporting us today on how we can really do all of this work. Denise, thank you so much for being here. No, thank you. Thank you so much for having me here for, um, letting me share my message and my story. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and introduce myself. My name is Denise yeah. Vega. As you said, I'm a wellness and mindset coach. I help first-gen Latinas and women of color feel physically and mentally worthy through uh, working around their wellness journey, taking care of our physical and mental health. Yes, I love the work that you do. It's so needed, especially in our community. I feel like how many times did we grow up with, you know, family members, parents saying comments about our body, about our body image. And um, I feel like as I grow up, you know, and as I like do this inner work, I know that a lot of these comments didn't come from the wrong place, but at the same time, I guess growing up, I didn't realize how much it really affected me or it impacted me, right? With the relationship that I have with my body, with food, with so many things. So I'm excited that we're going to be having this conversation because I think a lot of us can relate to this, especially growing up Latina. And I wanted to first um, ask what inspired you to do this work? Tell us a little bit more about your story and what really made you take that decision of helping women with this type of stuff? Yeah. So it all started with my fitness journey. 
um, you know, like, just like you said, growing up, we hear these comments, we, it makes us think, and I know that it doesn't come from that place of doing it on purpose. Sometimes, you know, it just, it's so common in the Latino culture um, to talk about bodies and making comments of like, Ay, es que hasta más gordita, or like la dieta and this and that. <laughs> and, and so growing up, I always did hear comments and it made me feel like I wasn't good enough. I, mm-hmm. It made me feel like there was always something missing in me that I had to look a certain way in order for me to feel confident, in order for me to feel worthy and good enough. And uh, with time, you know, growing up, I, I also come from a family that's very old school, very traditional and religious. And um, I, I had a, a high school relationship that I thought I was going to get married to this kid and have a family whenever we that ended up not working out after high school I went through I found myself in a very dark space I was thinking very negative and that breakup kind of did trigger a lot of those thoughts and emotions that were coming up for me of not feeling good enough because of the way that I looked and within um, those two years I had also gained weight from uh, the way that I looked in high school, you know, whenever you get out of high school, you um, reality kind of hits you and then you're trying to work and go to school and a lot of things going on. And so once I found myself in that dark space, I was thinking so negative about myself, about the way that I looked, my life overall. And the only way that I I felt like I could take control of that was if I started to lose weight in order for me for me to feel more confident. So I started going to this gym that was like literally next to the firm that I used to work at. And I right, right away got a trainer. And she, um, once I started working with her, I kind of, she opened the doors to the fitness world. And then it wasn't enough for me to just lose weight. I then realized that I was like, you know what, actually, I have to build more muscle and I have to have thicker legs and a big booty and a six pack in order for me to feel worthy and in order for me to feel good enough. So I started to over restrict myself. I started to binge eat because I was restricting myself. And that caused me to feel very frustrated, to beat myself up, to feel uh, just that I wasn't doing enough. And after that, you know, I I struggled for about two years. And eventually, I started listening to uh, Jay Shetty. He's one of the the first ones that I heard uh, that talked a lot about mental health that talked a lot about um, self love. And I started to receive that. And I realized like, okay, the journey that I've been in, has not worked because I feel so frustrated. I am not enjoying this. And I was seeing a transformation. I was. I remember my trainer uh, doing a photo shoot for her clients. And she was like, hey, oh my gosh, can I post your pictures? And I was like, no, please don't. I was like, I I don't like how I look. Because in my head, I was like, I've been doing this for two years and it's still not enough. I don't look good enough. And it's embarrassing that I'm not looking the way that I want to, even though I'm already working on myself. So once I started to listen to more of the self-love and the self-acceptance and taking care of my mental health, I realized, you know what, I have been working out 
all this time because I am not accepting myself and I'm not loving myself and I just want to look a certain way. And clearly that's not working. So that is when I started to implement mental health. I started to practice gratitude. I started to meditate and that created so much awareness to those thoughts that I was having, those negative thoughts that I was having of myself. Um, And once I started doing that, you know, I, I found myself enjoying the journey. I, I was still, I wasn't working out with my trainer anymore, but I was working out three times a week consistently. I was meal prepping. I was uh, correcting myself whenever I would think negative. And that's whenever I was like, wow, I actually found a way to, to enjoy this. And I thought of the woman and even men, because I feel like men can go through this too, uh, of the people overall that, you know, with so much information out there, sometimes we think we have to do things a certain way when it comes to weight loss and fitness. And if it doesn't go that way, the, the right way for them, they might give up they might get discouraged. And that's whenever I felt inspired and called to start working with women and teach them this way, this method that worked for me, because I realized if I'm struggling with this and, you know, as a first gen, I'm pretty sure that there are more women out there that are also struggling with this. And that's pretty much how I started. Yes, I can so relate to this. And I feel like there's this very fine line or just you know, this area where we think that losing weight will be, you know, like, I'll be happier when I look this way. And there's so much inner work that we have to do that we have no idea sometimes, because no matter, you know, if if we don't do that inner work, and we don't really, we're not able to accept where and and not necessarily saying like I accept how I look and I'm not going to do anything about it but accept like the journey right and and embrace the journey of the phases that our body will go through you know because our life the, the reality is we're never at the same place in life and that also means that your body's not always gonna be in the same shape maybe that you were when you were a teenager, right? Or after you have a child, like there's so many different phases. And if we don't do that inner work, we're never going to be content or in a very happy place in all of the phases that life brings us. And the reality is that that is, you know, part of life, the change, the the different um, experiences that we get. So we need to be able to navigate through that. And I talk about this because uh, my background, obviously doing like pageants, one of the biggest things was that I was always told I needed to lose weight. And I never thought I was like, you know, in in a really bad place when it comes to like out of shape and how I was. But I think obviously for some beauty standards and the standards of these type of spaces, like absolutely I didn't look the part. And it took me a while to really just love my body as it was and like genetically how I was created because I feel like no matter how much I tried, I would never be able to be like super, super, super thin, like the way that a lot of, you know, the women that we are used to seeing in these spaces. And after having gone through that experience, um, 
And I laugh now because I just thought that this would be the best solution for me. I was like, okay, well, then I'm going to do a fitness competition because, you know, that's going to be the way that I'm going to be able to be as skinny as possible and like look my best. But going back to why we have to do the inner work, right? I was able to get into this new area of like the fitness industry. And because I didn't do the inner work, it was such a toxic relationship that I had with the diet culture. And I don't think it's bad for you to go on a diet if like you're able to mentally be in the right place. And but I feel like when we're not in the right place, it can be a very toxic relationship with food and with exercise. And like you were mentioning, right? Like you started with one thing and then you were like, no, I need to do this now. So I feel like I can totally relate to that. And I wanted to ask you, what, what, at what point were you able to identify like, this is not working out and I need to build something more sustainable for myself so that I can be happy and really enjoy the process, right, of finding out what that perfect or like that that um, formula is for you to live a healthy lifestyle, but also be mentally in the right place and enjoy life. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So for me, it was, I mean, it took me some time because again, and, you know, as a first gen Latina, like we don't know how to take care of ourselves. You know, it wasn't, it's not something that is very uh, taught in our families. And it's so easy for us to just kind of follow what everyone is doing. Or, you know, you're like, oh, that worked for her. Maybe I should do that. Or I would look at my favorite fitness influencers at, at what they would eat. And I'd be like, oh, well, they eat that. I should, I can, I can probably eat that too. And so I, I was just doing that for the longest. And it wasn't until after two years, you know, I, I got to a point where I just really felt so frustrated where I wasn't happy. And I was like, how is it possible that I am seeing results? And people would tell me like, hey, you look great. And I was like, but I just don't feel happy. I don't feel content with myself. And that's when I realized that it doesn't matter how you look. It doesn't matter if you look so beautiful if you have the leanest and most shred body and if you have you know a six pack or whatever if you don't believe that you are beautiful and that you are good enough that you are worthy enough none of that matters and vice versa if I believe that I am good enough and that I'm beautiful and that I'm worthy whatever ever anyone has to say about you know my body I don't care it won't matter because okay yeah you can think that but I don't think that and that's all that matters to me and I'm going to continue to show up you know more confident and and beautiful and good and, and feeling good about myself and so that is when uh when I got to that realization that is whenever I was like, okay, I need to do this inner work. I need to continue to implement mental health in my journey. And it's not easy. Uh, I will definitely say that it's not easy doing the inner work. Um, and it's the reason why a lot of women sometimes, you know, they might get to admit it. And then they're like, you know what? I don't want to do the inner work. And, and it's the reason why, you know, we sometimes we continue to feed 
um, the toxic society's toxic beauty culture, you know, because that that's kind of what I grew up hearing. Once once I I, I heard the comment uh, of my body whenever I was eight, nine years old, I started to pay attention. It's kind of like when you buy a car and then you start seeing it everywhere. You know, I started to pay attention to my body, to other li little girls' bodies in school. And then the messaging behind advertisements, behind um, novelas, program shows you know it, it, it it's the same narrative of like well at least for me it was that hey if you buy this product or if you buy this service then you'll feel confident then you will look good or then you will feel um pretty enough and that's how you know I, growing up listening to that it 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 really did make an impact of me thinking that there was something wrong with me and that is how, you know, eventually I got to that realization, you know, like, wow, like I have been conditioned to think a certain way. And I feel like I wanted to honor Denise and the old versions of Denise that didn't feel good enough and confident. And that is why I did the inner work. But it is hard. It is hard to do it because you kind of have to go back to those times, you know, and, and those experiences or those comments and relive that. And, but it is so, so worth it. So, so worth it. Uh, yes. And I feel like one of the things that really made, it gave me such, such a shift for me and you almost understand, like, it's really not your fault why you feel all these ways and like why you don't fully accept your body and love your body was, when you do that work, when you say like you go back to the maybe like the first memory you had of someone commenting on your body, on your weight. And it really allowed me to see like how far back and how deep it was for me as a child to hear the gordita or, you know, all of the comments. And um, a lot of it, too, was how we saw our parents, right? What was the relationship they had with their body image and, you know, dieting and all of those things. I don't know about you, but my parents have been doing Herbalife forever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I love, think my mom tried it. <laughs> yeah. I love my dad and it, not to say that it's bad, right? Because I feel like there's a lot of programs out there that will really help you as long as you're doing it, like we've been saying with the right mindset and not in a very toxic relationship way. But I knew that for them, like, it was always like that Monday, like, all right, we're starting on Monday, everybody. And like, yeah. I, I love my dad, but I feel like a lot of my um, issues with body image and like my relationship with food were something that I got from him. And like, it's almost as a an aha moment where you're like, okay, you see the the relationship that they had and then now it's being passed down to you. And it's like, when does it stop? Right? When do we yes. really allow ourselves to do the work to, like you said, honor ourselves with the patience of really going through the process so that we can stop it. And absolutely, it's hard. Like, I feel like I have really struggled with that. And it's something that I continue to work on. But I feel like with the inner work that I've done, I've been able to be a little bit nicer to myself and kinder and 
see when I know that it's spiraling into something that I don't want. Like, for example, after becoming a mom, I knew I just didn't want to do those crazy restrictive diets because it was such a really hard time for me and a dark place for me when I did that because I knew it was not sustainable and it was just a very toxic, you know, space for me. So I knew that after becoming a mom, I wanted to just try different things and like show up for myself, you know, as much as I could to move and exercise so that I can do that. And I want to now transition into why this is important, right? And especially in the topic of in what we talk inside of this podcast of, you know, reaching your goals and becoming the best version of that of yourself that you can be. And I feel like this correlates so much with the actions that we take, how we show up, right? When we're not in the right mindset and not prioritizing our wellness. What are some of the things that for you have shifted after you really decided to go into this work? And not to say that, you know, all of a sudden we're perfect and and you're already like mastering this. You're definitely uh, closer to that than you were before but because I'm saying because it's like such a work that we do on a daily basis but what were some of the key things that shifted for you what are some of the goals that maybe you were able to accomplish or just in general how different were you able to show up when you started to really be intentional about this work Amiga, you're invited to my free masterclass, The Five Key Steps to Build Your Dream Life. In this masterclass, you will learn how to use self-awareness tools to make better decisions in life and business, gain clarity in order to define your goals, master confidence to start believing in yourself, how to take consistent action in order to achieve what you want, and how to build an impactful community of like-minded people who cheer for you, inspire you, and most importantly, support you. Getting out of your own way is so hard, amiga. I know you might have a lot of goals, many ideas, but you don't know where to start. You have everything within you. So join us on Thursday, May 18th at 5.30 p.m. PST or 7.30 p.m. Central Time so that you can get the tools you need to make that dream life a reality. You sign up for our free masterclass, you will be the first to get access to sign up for the next round of my signature group coaching program, Mujeron University. Use the link below to register. You don't want to miss this. See you soon, amiga. Yeah, so, ooh, so many things, to be honest. Like, I can go on and on. So first off, you know, it, it allowed me to start expressing myself the way that I genuinely wanted to. And I think that that was a huge, that has been huge for me because coming from my mother, she was being, she's always been very reserved, very submissive, very old school. Like, you know, I re- I really did get, uh, follow the Calladita Te Ves Mas Bonita. Like that was me growing up. And so taking care of my overall health really has uh, allowed me to express myself, to be more confident in the way that I speak, that I show up, that I dress, 
I used to always, always be like, oh my gosh, what am, what am I going to wear? And I would always uh, tell my friends like, hey, what are you wearing? What are you like? I would always like kind of compare myself because I didn't know what to wear. And then once I would find something, I would not even feel confident in it. And, and so that really um, helped me with that. And it helped me also uh, quitting the people pleasing because you, you feel you have more awareness and when you have more awareness, you start to kind of like pay attention to little things that seem a bit off here and there. And then you're like, you know what, actually, I'm not going to do that. Or I'm not going to allow this person to speak to me this way or whatever, you know, like you just start having more awareness in all aspects of your life at work with your kids, with family, with, you know, friendships, with your relationship and um, also uh, setting my boundaries. It helped me so much much with with getting to know myself at a deeper level that allowed me to start setting those boundaries quitting the people pleasing showing up for myself in in a way uh, more confident you know like a it was like a whole like level up you know confidence all across so those are some of the just some of the things um, I could go on and on um, it has also helped my relationships too with uh, my family, with my fiance, you know, it, it's allowed me to shift, you know, that that perspective of self love, of instead of thinking that, you know, I have to look a certain way, or that I have to um, be a certain way, like it, it's allowed me to truly embrace who I am, as I am now, as I continue to work on myself, because yes, like you said, it's not that you accept yourself and it's like, oh, whatever, you know, like, this is just how I am. Like, no, it's like you accept yourself and you continue to work on yourself to continue to improve because it's a never ending journey of self-improvement, you know, physically and mentally. Yes. I love this so much. I think that it's, it's a lot, right? And I I think one of the ways that I was able to say, wow, like there's been a lot of growth was I remember the first time I ever invested in in a life coach, in a life coach and personal development. And half of my conversations were about how I looked. I want to lose weight. I want to do this. I want to do that. And like all of, I look back to my notes and <laughs> mainly it was like that how toxic my, my relationship with my own body was. And now I feel like I might have in the six months that I've been working with my coach, probably one conversation has been about how I'm just bringing awareness on like, actually, this is something that I want to work on. Like, I want to start prioritizing my wellness after, you know, now my baby's going to be at one, it is one and a half. And I feel like, that was such a moment for me. Like sometimes it's not even about how you look. It's not even not even about like all of that. It's just being able to say like, wow, you know, there's I'm worth more than how I look. I'm you know, my worth is a lot more than than looking like this person that I thought I needed to look like. And I think for me, that was such a game changer because 
I was like, wow, yeah, there's still things that I would like to improve, right? And I, I'm not where I would like to be when it comes to my wellness journey, but I'm a lot further than I was before where constantly I was like just speaking bad about myself and comparing myself to other people. So I feel like sometimes just bringing that and acknowledging how far we have come, even with, you know, that one step. I I think that was so much for me. Yeah, I definitely feel like celebrating ourselves with the smallest progress. That's what I I tell my clients like, hey, Mm -hmm. sometimes you just got to celebrate you woke up today and you got dressed, you know, (laughs) and that's it. Sometimes we have so many expectations on ourselves. Why? Because of the self-doubt because of comparison, because, you know, we, we see other people, what they're doing and we're like, oh, we're not doing enough. And, and I, I definitely agree with that. And I feel like we, it's the reason why we, it always kind of comes back to our intuition and into looking within, you know, what do you like to do? What, what makes it enjoyable to you? What is going to be sustainable for you? And, go from there, block out all the noise outside, you know, who's telling you what or who's doing what and just focus on what is going to work for you. Test it out, change it up if you need to, because like you said earlier, we are constantly changing and evolving who I was, you know, um, whenever I started my fitness journey, I was eating chicken and rice almost every day <laughs> and guess what I am not gonna ever go back to that you I think you said that too you know you, you don't feel like going back to all these restrictive diets why because we're we're changing we have a different perspective and there's nothing wrong with that and it's all about just celebrating those small uh changes sometimes it's not physically but it's mentally on the way that we, we think of ourselves and our lives Yes, it, it it reminds you of like, even like you said, even just getting dressed, like celebrating that. I read this book recently, I think it was inside the uh, Atomic Habits that I read this and it said, uh, make some very, very small goals. Like, let's say you start with the goal of like, I'm just going to get dressed and go to the gym if that's where you're going to, you know, or maybe you work out at home, I'm just going to get dressed. And he's like, more than likely, once you're there, you're going to be like, all right, you know, I'll walk a little bit or I'll do something. So it's like starting with just like those small steps. And I think sometimes we we think that it's so silly and it sounds silly, but maybe that's how we start building, you know, that habit. Yeah, for sure. Like it's like there are some people that can do a 360 turn and never look back, but not everyone can do that. And I know for sure it, that didn't work for me. Like it, it didn't, you know, like that's the reason why I was binge eating and beating myself mm-hmm. up because that wasn't working for me. And that exactly what you said is what I tell my clients, like, look, maybe just start off by going to the park and walk. Let's add that to your routine once or twice. And that is you working on your physical health. And you know, maybe you get used, once you get used to that, then maybe we can start adding some jump rope or let's, you know, actually start going to the gym now, you know, and, and slowly. And, and I think that that's what it's about, you know, slowly transitioning into um, these new habits and new lifestyle that we want. 
And because we're also trying to unlearn all the, the unhealthy habits and the negative thoughts that we have. And, and it can, I, I definitely see why it can be so overwhelming and, and just too much, but there is definitely a way. And I think that starting with small progress and small steps makes it way much easier. Yes. And getting help, like getting someone like you, uh, you know, whether it's a coach, uh, someone that can help you on your journey, a program, whatever it is that you need, like seeking for that help. I wanted to ask you, what would be something that you can tell someone that maybe currently is feeling the way that you felt uh, before you started this work? Someone that maybe is feeling overwhelmed, they're feeling like they just don't see any progress, they find themselves in like this toxic relationship with their body and, you know, dieting and food, what are some of words that you could share for them? Yeah, so I would say, first of all, you're not alone, because I've been through it. And I'm sure that there are more people, more women going through it, too. Um, And make sure that you are taking care of both your physical and mental health. And when it comes to your relationship with food, don't over restrict yourself because I had a very bad relationship with food too. And um, I can say that over restricting myself only made it worse. So I would say even if it's, for example, I used to eat out three to four times a week. And when I first started, I was like, okay, you know what, I'm going to uh, bring it down to just twice a week. And slowly, you know, and, and if it if it was, um, I'm a very sweet person. So I love sweets. And I would always have like, little um, snacks to snack on, um, if I needed to and that and I didn't beat myself up for it because I was eating healthy throughout the day, you know, and just one small little snack wasn't going to do anything, you know, so I was like, this is how I am satisfying my craving. But at the same time, um, I'm kind of like slowly taking it out, you know, or, or at least bringing, bringing the, the amounts of sugar or junk food, you know, bringing it down. And, and um, so that's when it comes to food, but when it comes to um, your mindset, if you, if you feel uh, a certain way, I definitely uh, would say changing those thoughts and it's okay to have um, negative thoughts, you know, I feel like we always we, for the most part, grew up not knowing that it's important to speak to ourselves in a more kind way. So just continuing to increase that awareness is key. And sometimes we feel like this isn't doing anything. Sometimes we feel like meditating, you're, you know, you're just sitting there and you're like, Ugh, like, I don't know if this is working. But it works in the long run. Like in the long run, if you continue to do that, and it's crazy, right? Because sometimes we feel like we need a product or we need something to uh, give us like a pill or like an or for us to get an answer to get us where we want. But it really starts with the small habits. And we don't see it until we don't get results until time goes by. So keep meditating, keep practicing gratitude, keep uh, changing uh, those 
negative thoughts and and pay attention to those negative thoughts because sometimes they come in so natural like I could forget something and be like oh I'm so dumb why did I forget that and you don't even realize but you shouldn't you know tell that to yourself right and and so being aware and then correcting yourself like okay never mind I didn't mean to say that I'm not dumb you know and, and correcting that it sounds silly and corny but I promise that on the long run, you will see the difference and you will see how the growth, like you said, like, and sometimes it hits you out of nowhere, like, oh, actually, I don't tell myself that anymore, or I'm actually doing this now. And, you know, you, you feel good about yourself, but it does take time. So I would definitely say, um, keep the awareness going, don't over restrict yourself. And, uh, definitely seek uh, someone that can make you feel heard, seen, and safe, whether it is a coach or a friend or someone that that thinks that has a, a, a like-minded, you know, that thinks a certain way about um, our physical and mental health. And that way you can feel uh, seen and it supports you. Yes, I think one of the the things that you mentioned right now that really stood out was the giving ourselves the time, right? And like the patience. And I think a lot of times that's where we kind of lose it. Uh, We want the fast results, right? But how worthy, like how are we not worthy of the time? Are we not worthy of having patience with ourselves, of really allowing ourselves to go through the journey and showing up for ourselves. So I feel like that is something that I'm definitely taking away. I feel like I needed this conversation (laughs) to, you know, just allow myself to see like it takes time and be patient with yourself and just show up for yourself. So thank you so much for this conversation. How can we work with you? Where can we follow you? where are you where do you spend most of your time on so that we can connect yeah so for sure on instagram uh my handle is denise vega uh just two e's and two a's at the end um but yeah and then i i am also accepting uh private one-on-one clients so if anyone feels resonated with this and would like to know more i'm definitely um, accepting clients and they can always go through my Instagram and the link in my bio will have all the information there. Yes. And we will make sure to link all of that. Thank you so much again, Denise, for making the time to talk to us and share your story. I really appreciate you. No, thank you for having me and letting me be here. Thank you so much. It was thank an honor. You. Mujerones, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you are able to get something out of this and that you know you are worthy of all of the work, putting putting that time, that work and that patience so that you can become the Mujeron of your dreams. Talk to you guys next week. Mujeron, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mujeron podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, share, leave a review so you can help us get to so many more Mujerones. Don't forget, you can also watch our show on our YouTube channel where you can let us know in the comments if you like this episode or what other topics you would like us to talk about in the future. Keep shining, keep working towards becoming the Mujeron of your dreams.